Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today I am talking about shedding inauthentic colors, rebalancing your aura colors and what that actually looks like, especially during a spiritual awakening. A lot of symptoms, a lot of ways you can feel, a lot of you going through it and not knowing what it is. And we're going to talk about that today. But first... I want to talk about something that um, you know I was introduced through this podcast, and it's honestly, it's been great, it, a Rory. Okay, so you already know the importance of taking care of your skin, um, whether you're worried about dullness like me, redness, fine lines, acne. I personally have a brown spot issue after I had my second baby. Um, Trying to find the right treatment can be really frustrating. It can take a lot of time. It can take a lot of trial and error. Now there's a simpler, smarter solution to skincare. So meet Rory, R-O-R-Y, a digital health clinic for women. Rory is the sister brand of Roman. Like Roman, they make it simple to connect with a healthcare, an actual healthcare professional online and see if personalized prescription skincare treatment is right for you, all from the comfort of your home. So this is all you do. I did this. It took me no time at all. It was so easy. I felt so seen. Go on your phone or computer and you complete a free online consultation. They're going to ask you about your skin. Um, you, You take a picture of your skin, stuff like that. Whatever you're concerned with, you'll hear back from a US licensed healthcare professional within 24 hours. So easy, so efficient. And if appropriate, they'll prescribe a personalized skincare treatment plan that works just for you and your skin. With Rory, you don't even have to go to the pharmacy. Your custom skincare is delivered right to you with free two-day shipping. It was super fast and the packaging is really nice. You also can follow up anytime with a healthcare professional. If you need to make a change to your treatment or you have any questions, they're with you every step of the way on your skincare journey. I haven't had any questions with, I got the nightly defense cream. I haven't had any questions. I'm enjoying it so far. But if I did have any questions, it's real simple. You just press a button online and you're connected to a doctor. With Rory, there are no commitments and you can cancel anytime. So listen to this. I want you to try it out. This is a great deal. Go to hellorory.com slash K-Y-A to try out the nightly defense for just $5. That's a prescription cream. It's free to chat with the doctor and your first order is just $5. That's hello, Rory, R-O-R-Y dot com slash K-Y-A. And eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. But go check that out and let me know how you like it. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. What's going on? Nothing. Hey, it's our uh, one-year anniversary. Of the podcast, right? No. Yes, of the the (laughs) podcast. Yeah. Can you believe it? One year. Oh, my gosh. I mean, do you remember? I remember... Sitting upstairs, we yeah. had, before you know before we had started, and, and I think I might have already told this story on the podcast. So I, I have, please forgive me. Okay. Um, about six months before, rewind six months prior, uh-huh. around January, I had ordered all the podcast equipment. Oh right. You know, I ordered like the whatever the microphone. Go on Amazon. I went yeah. on Amazon. I got the motherboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't know what all, this, all stuff this nonsense. Is. I don't right. know what I was buying. I just bought it. You know, I was like. Two hundred something do dollars. It. I'm We're like, just all right, do click, it. and it came. Okay. Yeah, kind of like worry. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, so then I'm sitting there. I open the box. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna be great. And I look at it, and I'm like, no. There's so many buttons. There's so many buttons. I'm not so green. So many buttons. Yeah. You know, no green. Either one of us are not green. No, we're not green. I'm asking the neighbors, hey, you know what this thing is? And, and they're explaining it to us, but we don't understand them either. Right. You know, I'm <laughs> trying to get like these 
you know, computer guys. Yes. Nobody knows. So what did I do? I took it and I just tossed it in the closet. Yep. Uh, and, and it sat there and then sat there and it sat there for months and months and months. And then finally we said, hey, you know, whatever happened with it? We got to pick that like back last up. Last summer, we were like, we got to just do this. So before we went on our trip that summer. Um, to Buffalo and whatnot. To Buffalo. Yeah. And I think that was Chicago yep. and Tennessee. We were all over the, the map yeah. uh, that, that summer. Uh, I reached out to, you know, a, a person, Jemmy. And, yeah, and Flintstone she, Media. Yeah. yeah, Flintstone Media. And she made it seem simple for us. You yes. Know? And I said, all right, let, hey, if you could just get this thing going, let's do it. Right. And then, you know, we just recorded an episode and from there, you know, it grew and it grew. And, yeah, now we're uh, with Wave. Now we're with Wave, you know. And, and they've helped us immensely too. So it's been a, cra- a crazy year. Crazy journey. And we're just getting started. And we get to talk to so many people and reach all of you guys. And we couldn't have done any, like any of this without the Mystic Michaela spiritual family. No, not at like, all. Like you guys are our lifeblood. I say oh you God. fuel me. Yeah. If no, it they, weren't for you guys. <laughs> I'll tell you, they, they gave us the fuel at the beginning. Yes. Like we, like um, Jemmy, you know, I, I, first of all, I really knew nothing about, I know you'd been on some podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really know anything about how it works. And even before we had our, I think we had like one episode and Jemmy said, hey, you guys got like four or 500 reviews on on Apple, on iTunes. I'm like, okay, is that good? You like, downloads or reviews? No, actual reviews. Oh, reviews. Yeah, we had like 500 reviews. Oh my gosh. Five-star reviews going in and I'm like, well, I oh, didn't I even know what that about meant. that. Yeah. And no, it was because the Mystic Canada Spiritual Family. Oh, yeah. So supportive. We're so, like one episode in, they were already all reviewing oh, it and so giving nice. us a really good start. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I didn't know what that was. I didn't know what a review was on Now a podcast. we know more stuff, but we still don't know enough. No. But, but we're still at no, the dining just, room we're, table. We're, we're just getting started. But we got fancier mics. <laughs> they are nicer. We lost the textbooks. Yeah, Adam from Wave sent us nicer mics. Yeah, so we got nicer mics. Yeah. We got better equipment. We do. Um, my voice actually has gotten better. Mine's gotten worse. Okay. Um, I mumble only about 60% of the time now, where I used to be about 80 to 90%. Uh, I still sound like the guy from NPR. That's what you hear. That's what you hear. I still get asked if I'm from Wisconsin. You still get asked if I'm from Wisconsin. So a lot of things are still the same, um, even though we've had a lot of changes. But yeah. But we went to Key West to to try to... Relax. Let's just see take something a break. different. Yeah, before the kids go to virtual school, whatever right. that's going to be. And, and you'd think, you know, you're going to a nice island. Yeah. It would be relaxing. It is, and it is. It's but beautiful there. Two kids in 90 degrees. It was just too hot for you. You know, it looks better in the Instagram photos. It's weird because we're in Boynton Beach and we're only four hours away from Key West, but I think it's hotter there. It felt hotter. If, is it? Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to tell from the beginning, <laughs> from the moment we pulled up to the hotel. I was sweating. You you were profusely. Every my, time I looked at yeah. you, my sweat was sweating. That's how bad it was. Like my sweat was complaining about sweating. Like they really did. They said to me, "Hey, Scotty, we're sweating." It was like secondary sweat. Yeah, it was like on my shoulder. Like we're sweating. Um, but you know, like the be- you know beginning of trips probably always hard with kids. I think for every family, I don't know, maybe or we're just the exception. But like you know, the getting the luggage to the you know to the front desk and then getting your room and all that. Uh, you know, the kids, you know, they're antsy. Bree was like, you know, really nervous for some reason. I don't know why. The energy, maybe the energy of the building. She's never done good with transition. Yeah. I am, I refuse under any circumstance to ever use valet. Uh, I yeah, I know. That, I mean, it's not because I'm cheap. You might say I'm cheap. I don't know. But I, I hate when someone takes my car keys and well, parks like my car. It's coronavirus too. Forget even coronavirus. Oh, yeah. I hate valet. Is that, is that, is that a red person and that's thing? That's a Firester thing. 
that's like like all of you that fan, like you're like nobody pay there's no paying to park and there's no like maybe no, no, your dad no i'm okay paying to park like oh, i okay. we parked all over key west and that's new cost for you me like seven million dollars <laughs> um but valet parking i really don't like uh-huh is there is that a red thing or no yeah i would think so maybe control yeah I, yeah i don't like when someone gets in my car and drives it okay I and love when people do that. Yeah, well, you don't like to. I don't like to drive. I'm like your own personal valet. You are. <laughs> but I, I loved it. We just, we swam, you know? It was just like swimming and Sweating eating and sw- was, chicken fingers. Yeah. That's what we did. Swimming, eating chicken fingers, sweating. Well, we were fine. You were like the sweaty one in the corner. The three of us were like, okay with it. Really? Well, I mean, it's, it's hot there. Like, you, you can't expect to do anything but swim. That's true. Or take boats. There's, you know, snorkel, but we didn't do any well, of that. Well, the biggest, I think the biggest, it was actually pretty good. Then we made a real big mistake. So we were doing really well, and then we made this big mistake, which was we decided to go to the Key West Aquarium. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's, we have seen, <laughs> I've seen more <laughs> sea life, marine life at the local Red Lobster. Okay? Yeah. It's like this one room. Right? I don't want to diss the Key West Aquarium, Scott. Well, I mean, look, honestly, it was like one room. (laughs) There was like four tanks in it. They had like one sea turtle with a missing leg. It was was very up Abby's alley. She loved it. Oh, she, no, the the kids were fine. If you're five, it's perfect. Five and below. it just happened to be the air condition was broke. It was broken. You were sweating. You were just miserable just and sweaty. Dripping sweat. The whole trip. Every time we looked at you, you're just like, the, eh, it's hot. They had one outdoor <laughs> exhibit where they had like four alli- like baby alligators. I've seen that more at the free K that we have down the block. They have like at least like 10 alligators in there. So, yeah. I don't know. Key West Aquarium. Well, way to put down the poor Key West Aquarium. They're just no, trying come- to save a couple legless turtles. Uh, and <laughs> I mean, the the big advertisement was the touch tank, but you couldn't touch. Well, no, because like you know I mean, Key West is very serious about the mask thing. They are. They're very, 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 very serious. There's like no anti-maskers. Like they're not getting away with nothing down there. Like I think the whole island is very. Yeah, but but the the uh, you know the starfish can't get the corona. I don't know what that was about. It was right? a bummer. Yeah, no, the kids want it. Yeah, I know. Like, so basically, what you're saying, if I touch this hermit crab. And then you come and touch this hermit crab, then well maybe they don't the like, hermit crabs they don't want corona? corona water. Okay, I don't know. Well, anyway, their big draw was the, the touch, touch tank. tank. Well, and it was false advertising, and they can't touch. Well, they should have told us before we bought the tickets that there was no. All right, guess what? The touch tank's not open. Right, like a lot of the exhibits weren't right. open. They don't tell you anything. It's kind of very shady going it in is. there. Well, it's a tourist trap. Tourist trap, yeah, yeah. definitely a tourist trap. The whole then, place is a tourist trap. And then they try to get you to go to like the shipwreck museum. Next door. It was like the Groupon coupon, yeah. Right. And I was like, wait a second. No. It was too hot to do anything anyway, so yeah. that was a bust. So that so that was what we probably should have just stayed at the resort. Like you just yeah, just sit underwater the entire time. That's yeah. all you can do. But we did try that. Um but all, overall I would say <laughs> you know, Key West with kids, you can't always do exactly what you want to do. It depends how adventurous your children are. Yeah. Maybe go a little bit later in the uh fall. Ours aren't super adventurous. Well, yeah. I like I like to swim in a warm ocean, not a cold ocean. And I'm too acclimated here to like in February the ocean's cold for me. Yeah. But that's probably a better time to walk around Key West for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Key Lime Pie was good. Key Lime Pie was great. Mm. And the Key West vibe is awesome. Key West vibe. What if Key West was a color, it'd be what? 
It'd be like a real, it'd be like purple green. Okay. It wouldn't be purple bombs, right? No. no. It's like, it's like a, con, it's a purple green. It's a purple like, green. they're, it's a controlled chaos. And it has some sort of like scientific vibe to it? Yeah, they don't, you know, they're not like, it's not like hot mess purple, you know, it's, it's very, it's like purple green. It's like, they know what they have going on. You know, the, like even you, there's a lot of characters yes. walking around, a lot of locals, but they're very self-aware that they're a local and they're a character. Like they're not like, you know, you know what I yeah. mean? It's yeah. not like a, like a freak show. It's more just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, do you ever feel like you're in danger there or no. like nobody comes up to you, you know, or, or like tries to bother you, like in you know in Times Square or things like that. Like you get like right. approached a lot. That doesn't have like QS is very makes me feel very safe. Okay. Now there was one incident that kind of threw me for a little bit of a loop. I don't remember this. Okay, so you, you, we, you and uh, Abby were down at the pool swimming. Oh, me and Bree decided, you know, we got to chill a little bit. It's a little too hot. We're gonna stay <laughs> in the air condition. Heat. You know, right. The two reds, right? We're we're you guys we're, are like, we're the, done. We're sitting there. Abby and so I are like beach. You're down there. You're having fun. I see. <laughs> I see you from the balcony. You're you're playing whatever. I go on the balcony, and there was a pair of men's boxers that I were thought, not mine. I thought they were yours when I saw them okay. on the balcony. That's so, weird. You know, a few things went through my head. I'm like, well, okay, wait a second. Was Doctor Pole here? You know, okay. You, well, listen. You, okay. Yes. You got to get off it. I'm I'm obsessed with Doctor Pole. He's right. very wholesome. Right. He's gotten me through quarantine. Right. But then then I thought he's like a Midwestern guy, right? He's, right. He's not traveling. He's very much in love with his wife. Right. So that that <laughs> theory went out the, the door very quickly. But then my second theory, and this is the one that is definitely possible, is possibly the night before there was some astral sex going on, <laughs> and the guy, whoever it might be, because it weren't my boxers, right. left his boxers Whoa. there. Now, is that possible in the so astral realm? Okay, maybe. Yeah, like a little proof that I was astral freaking with someone. I, it's po- <laughs> right? Is that possible? No, that's not. No? I don't. I think I don't know what. Ha- that is creepy though, because they weren't there when we got there. And we went out to go swimming and we came back and there are a pair of boxers right. there that don't belong to anybody. Well, here... Then, so I don't yeah. know how that happened. Well, then there's my third theory. What? So if it's not Dr. Paul, it's not like astral sex you can leave behind objects, then it obviously it's these Amish guys that have been stalking me. <laughs> Do they wear Hanes boxers? <laughs> I would think they'd wear something a little more homespun. It's true. Okay. So you're saying because it said Hanes on it, that yeah. takes Jebediah and company out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then, you know, then I must have had some, or you must have, or, you know, one of us, one of the two of us had some sort of like secret admirer. It's a great mystery. We have a picture of it. I did take a picture of the boxers (laughs) to prove that they were there on the balcony uh, and they, they were not mine. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So so we watched a new series... 
You know, I well, made I, you I watch like, it. I watched like 10 minutes of You watched 10 minutes. You came like, it, okay, so it's Unwell okay. on Netflix. Right. You came in like, I was like, Scott, look at this. You have to watch this. And then you like sat down and you're like, it's a cult. And then like you walked out. <laughs> yeah. But it was, a, um, the first episode was about essential oils. Right. Yeah. Which was turned into a cult somehow. So I love, I actually like essential oils. But, like, I think we've all been to that, um, you know, like, one of your mom friends has an essential oil party and you go to be supportive. And it was just interesting because they were, they were talking about those. And um, they were saying, like, they, like they, I, I like the show because they do, like, a, like, just, I don't know, they're just, they're trying to show you all the different perspectives. So they had, like, actual certified aromatherapists that work with essential oils. And they're, like, in no case do you ever ingest them. But I remember specifically when I went to like one of the essential oil parties, like the lady who was hosting it made brownies with them and had water with like the lemon I, essential oil in that it. Isn't called like a pot brownie? No, it had like, co- like she put coconut oil in the brownies. And I have a very sensitive. How did it taste? Um, I, I couldn't, it was like, it was really weird. So I'm like, oh, it's a brownie, right? Yeah. Like I'm always up for brownie sure. and it looked real good. So I picked, I took a bite and it was just so much freaking coconut. I'm like, I, I did not expect this in a, in a brownie, but like also the taste of the coconut uh-huh. was weird. And then the water that they were serving, I guess had essential oil lemon in it. And Ooh. it was just like, I don't know, why can't you just use an actual lemon? I don't know. So anyways, so I remember at this party that I went to years ago and I like, yeah, like I thought, I don't know if you should be eating these. And then I went with a friend to that party and did, they, did you feel sick? I took a bite and I was done. I took right. a sip. I was done. Cause okay. like, because I think in anything you have to listen to your body. If you, if you ate more of it, would you have felt I sick? Would, I think I would have gotten very sick. Yeah. And then I went, so, so how these work, if you've never been to one, like you sit around and somebody tells you about each oil and they pass around the oil for you to try. I tried one and then I was like, I don't know. It's a little strong smelling to me or whatever. And it's like, I'll just smell the rest, but I'm not going to put them on. Okay. But my friend I went with, she put on every flipping oil behind her ears, on her chest, on her wrists, like anywhere you could think of. She's putting the oils, all of them that come around. There were tons. Well, let me tell you, the next day, she was so sick. And it's crazy because in in this episode of Unwell, um, one of the people who said they had negative reactions to the oils said that when they went on the community and said, listen, I had negative reactions to the oils, everyone was like, oh, no, you didn't. Your body was just detoxing, da, 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 da. And that's the same thing that happened to my friend when she told, like, like, listen, I had a terrible, oh, no, 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 that's just your body reacting, like, you're... Like it, it was making, it's making you healthier or something. It was like, I don't feel healthy. Like she thought she was going to die the next day. Uh, I, I don't You would never catch me at one of these things. I, I don't know how, who brings their friends to this kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I, I use essential oil. Like some, like tea tree oil, a couple of drops in a water bottle yeah. is the only thing that keeps away lice. Okay. You, I know you, I've heard you say that. A few that times. keeps, that's the only thing I've. Because lice is a big issue down here. Yeah. And it's the only thing that keeps it away in all my experience. Yeah. And like lavender helps me sleep and lavender helps the kids. Like it works. And yeah. and they had one lady, she was a mother to a severely um a severely autistic child. And like they just needed something to help her calm down at night. And like she got an aromatherapy, put it in a um, oh my god, what do they call those things? Like an air mister. Yeah. And a diffuser. And it, it helped. It seemed to help her. I mean, having these people heard of like Yankee Candle? Like, can't you just get a candle that <laughs> well, smells good? I guess they're like 
pure oil. Like, you know, they're pure extract. Yeah. So it's not... Also, yeah. I don't know if you want a candle in a kid's room, but yes, I know what you mean. Like, they have yeah. wax, the, the wax ones yeah. too. Yeah. You know, get a nice Febreze. Yeah, that's true. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, look, I, I mean, I know we all know my experience with the essential oil. I yeah. talked about it. It took my uh, sex symbol down uh, <laughs> when, you know, Abby poured it up my stomach. So there's definitely something yeah. to it. Yeah, you were, um, yes. I'm just, I'm not a believer in that kind of, that much of a believer in that kind of stuff. And it's just crazy. Like at, at some levels they were showing like this one company, like it turned into like it was like, like a cult. cult. Yeah, it was like yeah. a cult. I didn't, there was like hundreds of thousands of people yeah. like praying to the essential oil. That's weird. Well, I don't know. Which is I really notice weird. that sometimes people bring Christianity into the selling of these items. Like I don't it seemed, get it. And, and I don't know, like the meshing of it, I think, yeah. um, and I'm all for people trying to make a buck. Like, that's important. And I, I use essential oils and I like them. But, like, mm-hmm. I think the show is interesting because it shows you all ends on that show unwell. Like, it shows you the, when you deep dive too much into it. And it yeah. shows you when you use something moderately and how it is helpful. Yeah, but it also showed – the one part I did see was it also showed you that the only people that were making money – I think this was the one of selling of the oils – were the top people. Yeah. They said – I mean, they, there was, like – Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people selling this oil for them. Yeah. And they, I think they said only 48 of them. I, yes. And I don't no, quote right. me on that. I might be wrong. It was something like that. Something yeah. like that. I think it was, they said like 48 of them are on the top yeah. making the money off of it. Everybody else was like losing money yeah. or breaking even or making a few bucks here or there. It's sad too because it's something that's like a pure intention product. Like people believe in this yeah. and then and then they get like rat, rat roped in or whatever. But then – um I watched this one last night when you fell asleep. Uh-oh. The second episode. Oh, yep. The boxers on the... Uh, <laughs> and the yeah. I watched on the tantric sex. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So a lot of people told me to watch it. I got a lot of messages for people to watch the, watch the unwell tantric sex episode. Did Dr. Pole message you to watch it? No, Scott, let it go. <laughs> no, you're jealous of my Dr. Pole obsession on Disney+. Plus. Um <laughs> The, okay, so the lady's turquoise. Like everybody's like, what color is she? So the first okay. lady, what's her name? Oh, I'm so bad. Somebody messaged me that it made she's yellow and she cringes every time we forget a name. Was her name Stink? Her, no, her name. <laughs> her name's like what is it, Sandra or okay. something? Oh, there you go. She's That's turquoise. It. Okay, she's so turquoise. Yeah. And uh, she, I, by the way, I've not seen this one. No, you didn't see this. It was, but it was really interesting because it was basically how. Western tantric sex is absolutely four thousand percent nothing like it's you know in its original form I mean, in look, the Indian culture. The only thing I know about this tantric stuff <laughs> is that there's a there was a musician named Sting, and he used to do it. Yeah, and he is still trying to get out of the position he's been stuck <laughs> in for like thirty years. He's been in this one sex position. <laughs> And it's still going. Her name was Sasha. Sorry, Sasha. Okay. Sasha. Um, yes. And they mentioned Sting on there. Did because they? Yes. Well, because there's like Western t- right. Tantra. And it's so like new age, like Sting and like where right. you just kind of like stare at each other and, right. and like just uh, right. connect, we'll say that way. Okay. And experience fulfillment. And isn't it supposed to be like for days? Like you're supposed to do it for days? I think like it's more about the release is more like a full body thing or whatever. I don't know. They go through the whole thing. And I think, and they, again, they talk about how it's great for like connecting partners and how it can help you like, I don't know, reopen yourself after trauma and stuff like that. But then again, there's these awful people who 
traumatize people who've already been traumatized. So okay, yeah. So it, so it attracts people who have been like sexually traumatized because they want to they want to reopen themselves. They want to feel better. They want to um, take ownership of it again. And some of these tantra. Uh, gurus with air Is this quotes. Sasha's a tan- no, tantra she's guru? Mo- she, tantra, yeah, tantra guru? Tantra guru. She's, she's more like she runs workshops and she uh-huh. doesn't like really do it for you. She just kind of teaches you the methods or whatever. Like how does she do that? Honestly, it looks like when she's doing it, it looks like energy healing. Like okay. she kind of places her hand over you. Like where? <laughs> yeah. Over my parts? Well, they filmed one of the sessions and he was wearing a sheet. Okay. You know, and she didn't like touch him there or anything. So he, there's a guy naked. Yeah. There's a sheet. And and he was with his partner, so it was the three of them. And, oh, so it's like you a, should watch it. It's and where's the partner? With under, with that with, with no everybody's it's all all three of them are naked spiritual. under the sheet. No, they were just sitting there clothed. And the guy who was trying to like wait okay so wait hold on okay. let, me, let me let me just get this image in my mind even though okay. I, I can't see things in my mind. Yes. So you got one guy who's naked under a sheet, like on a massage table. Yes. Okay. These are Hasidic Jews or no? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> these, the, these are like <laughs> I can't even say that without like laughing. Hippies. Okay. So you got one guy who's naked. <laughs> yeah. Because like Hasidic Jews, they do it through a sheet. Oh no. Yeah. yeah okay. No. That, All right. That's, that was my joke. All yeah. Right. So you got one guy who's naked on the sheet. Yeah. Under a sheet. Then he has his wife. Yes. And she's clothed. Right. Sitting, with no sheet. Right. And then you have Sasha. Yes. Who's turquoise. Yes. And she's clothed. Yes. And she's. There too. Yeah. And so that's the setting. And okay. Yeah. And she does like a, like a healing on him. It looks like Reiki to me. Which, and, but she does it near his part. She can do it down there too. Did it go, did it rise? I did not see that. Okay. Maybe it was too small. <laughs> Maybe they just weren't going to show that on Netflix. Got it. But is, it, <laughs> is that the, what's supposed to happen? Honestly, it felt like anything goes, man. Like that. Right. And then she ran this workshop for just all women. And without, they were just all like... Having that euphoric experience in a room together oh. without anybody touching anybody but themselves. Was the guy naked guy with the sheet there? No, it was all women. It was just all women. So, like, so she's teaching like women, like it's okay to want more. It's okay to like let your sexuality out. You know, it's okay to be yourself. I didn't mind her so much. She was okay. a little odd, just, but she's turquoise, you know, right. and sometimes turquoise. And, and she said, and the things she was saying were very interesting because she was picking up people's energy and reflecting it back to them, okay. which I thought was actually kind of healing for oh, people. Okay. And just, just for my research and my notes that I always do for every show, yes, were, the, were, the, were the women in this group, they were clothed or no? They were all clothed. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, because it's okay. not really about that. It's more about like a whole body experience or right. whatever. All right. And then they had like a, a brain expert on to explain it. Let but me, then they had like this cult. There's a cult element to it, which you got to be careful now of. Now, let me just ask you a question. Yes. Did you sign up for a session with so Sasha? So I was looking. They had a married I, I knew, couple. I, I knew it. You were, gonna look, you were now looking in to a session where I'm sitting there. I'm the naked guy with the sheet. Well, and- I thought it was interesting because... They had this, well, then they had this other lady, and I forget her name, but she worked with Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. Okay. Well, and, then she must be good. Well, I don't know, because they have like a whole <laughs> entanglement issue. But anyways. Oh, right. She, exactly, exactly. She works with big stars or whatever, and she seemed really nice. Okay. And I thought, I'm like, okay, Scott would do that, because like you rub your partner's feet, and then you just say nice oh. things about them. And then they okay. rub your feet, and they say th- nice things about you. 
All right. Well, I do like a good foot massage. And then she critiques you. Like, if you're not serious, she'd be like, you know, you're not serious. Or if you're not, like, joyful enough that, like, what your partner just said, she corrects you. Like, you have to be more joyful now. So she basically is going to be critiquing me the whole time. Yeah, like, I'll be doing it perfect. And she'll be like, you know, you you have a lot of issues. Yeah. Like, why 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 are you you cracking up when you have the heel between your your thumb and pinky? I wanted to do that one. Okay. Will you go with me? Well, I don't know because this lady's already touched Will and Jada <laughs> Smith's feet. So I don't know if I don't want her to touch my feet. She doesn't touch anybody. She just like like uh, supervises couples connecting and then gives you homework. Is she in Florida? No, I think she's in some foreign country. Oh, I'm not going. <laughs> There's no way I'm going. It looked really healing. No. But never go to those like crazy cult places and other no. places. Don't do it, There's people. No way. Don't do it. All right. Um, yeah. So unwell. Interesting. I have other ones. The next one I have to watch is um, I didn't watch it yet, but like, I guess people drink breast milk, which makes me physically ill. <laughs> but guess. not going to judge. Going to watch it first. All right. And don't tell me about it. So before I go into talking about uh, shedding inauthentic aura colors and rebalancing your aura and all that, um, I. Th- I I was introduced to this, uh, and I feel like it could really help a lot of you. It's called Better Help, H-E-L-P. What interferes with your happiness? You know, what's preventing you from achieving your goals? Personally, I've been in places myself in life where I don't have clarity. You know, I do this for a living, but I think we all get into like whirlwinds of just feelings and emotions, and it's hard to retrieve your objectivity with yourself and and therapy helps with that and better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can connect in a safe and very private online environment it's very convenient you can start communicating in under 24 hours this isn't self-help this is professional counseling you can send a message to your counselor anytime you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without having to sit in one of those uncomfortable waiting rooms. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Sometimes you're not vibing with a counselor. You can change, like no judgment. It's more affordable than traditional uh, uh, offline counseling and financial aids available. The service is available for clients worldwide. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. For example, they have um, licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, your self-esteem, anything you share is confidential. So this is very convenient. They're very professional. This is affordable. You can check out their testimonials posted on their site. Um, it's not a crisis line, though. This is for your self-growth and uh, for professional counseling. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp, that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So here's an offer. So listen to this. This is an offer for you because I want you to start living a happier life today. And I'm going to do this too so we can do this together. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting BetterHelp, that's H-E-L-P, dot com slash kya betterhelp.com slash kya join over one million people taking charge of their mental health again that's 
betterhelp.com slash KYA, 10% off your first month. Let me know how you like it, guys. So you hear me talk a lot about inauthentic aura colors, and then I'll say things like shedding a color or rebalancing your colors and things like that. So I want to talk about shedding colors today. I talk about everyone having two aura colors and they tend to basically be the same as when you were a child. Um, You will always have one empath color, so like blue, purple, turquoise, and indigo, and then either another one of those or one of the colors like red, yellow, or green. And the thing is that even though everyone has these combinations, it does not mean everyone is an empath, which I am going to really dive into on a future episode, but I want to preface that here very quickly. So real quick, not everyone is an empath, but most people, like 99% of people are empathic. Which if you think about it, makes sense. Like we couldn't run humanity without everybody being empathic. So most people can look at something terrible and sad and feel really bad about it. Empaths are just, they, they have this ability to take it, to take it a step further and they, be, they can become paralyzed with the emotions of it. And then they can absorb everyone else's emotions involved in it. And like I said, I'll go into this more in a future episode, but I want to make that distinction clear. It's not like... We are surrounded by people that just don't care. It's just that we're more surrounded by people who don't feel at the same level we do. And then they don't understand that we can, like, we cannot turn it off. So distinction between empath and empathic. Most people are empathic. They're empathetic. They have those abilities, but very few people are empaths. And honestly, most of you probably listening are those people because we're usually surrounded by people people that don't get us. (laughs) So... There you have it. Real quick, real quick distinction before I move forward. So basically, I'll see sometimes an empath color is stronger with an empath, like with an actual empath versus just like a regular person. Like their empath color is stronger and deeper and that person's an actual empath. It's also a vibe. Um, than even the color. Like how do you feel around this person? How old their soul feels? You can feel this even if you can't see auras. You can feel someone's compassion. It's just an air about them. This, this You can feel very seen around an empath versus somebody who is your run of them, just a regular person. So you feel more seen around an empath. And it's because you feel them coming into your energy and understanding you because that's what empaths do. We hold other people's feelings and emotions and we filter them through ourselves. And when you're around someone that can do that, that's an empath and you can tell the difference between somebody um, who can't do that. All right. So now with this in mind, know that there is an ability here to shut out parts of yourself as you grow. This is because of childhood and programming and society in general. And I have talked about placing colors that aren't yours on top of your colors. And these are called, you know, I've called them inauthentic aura colors. Um, and, And episode 30 is where I talk about this in depth, if you want to check that out, because it truly changed the way I do readings when I figured that out, when I could see that. I'm like, hey, wait a second. People are wearing inauthentic colors. And why? Right there. That's, it's such a thing to to go into. And I dive into that episode 30, but to quickly review, inauthentic colors, inauthentic aura colors are what we place over our authentic colors because basically we feel insufficient at life as we naturally are. It's not about being fake. 
It's about being insecure about how we are as a person. There's a difference. So it's not like being somebody being fake or phony. It's somebody feeling like they can't go through life as they are. Um, here's an example. I had a reading this week with a, a yellow, blue, or a woman who had all this inauthentic red on her and it was consuming her. The only colors that should be on you are your own. So you'll feel very stuck and sick and without clarity when you're wearing inauthentic aura colors. And in the reading, her dad came up. And upon looking at a picture of her and then him, I saw that he had left the family when she was a young child. And then upon seeing her mother, I saw that her mom did her best, but was basically another child, like totally incapable of dealing with all this stress and pressure of being the only parent um, and making enough money for all her kids to feel secure and whatnot. Like she couldn't handle it. She, She was crumbling. And this woman was doing her best, okay? Like the mom was doing her best, but this woman who I was reading had grown up basically like going to school and working all the time and caring for her siblings and basically raising them and taking care of mom. And she had to learn. I mean, this woman had to learn how to drive on her own, like learn how to deal with all her own confrontations on her own, deal with anything that happened she had to figure out on herself. And she became a very strong leader and very, you know, in a, in a very short amount of time because she had to, she had to grow up quick. That was how she survived. And when I looked at her aura that day as an adult woman, wondering why, you know, her questions were about why can't she meet anyone romantically? Spirit was basically saying, hey, like, take off the red shell, like, take off that. Uh, And it's hard to do that because that was her armor. That was her survival. That's how she got through. But people were reading it on her. Like, so when she was trying to date and stuff like that, people felt that wall because it'll feel like a wall when you're wearing an authentic color. Um, And in the reading, I saw it, but I could tell that others could not. They just saw a very tough woman who was not into being helped, who didn't want anyone um, to think she needed anything from them. Like, this is the type of woman, like, if you even tried to pay for her dinner, she'd be like, no, 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 I got it, you know, because anytime anybody gave anything to her, she felt there was obligation attached. All these agreements, you know, like, that came from her having to be a strong, independent person that just got used to doing everything herself. Why? Why was she like that? Because being helped, these were her like subconscious agreements growing up, being helped, having someone, you know, just expecting somebody in her life to do something for her meant disappointment. Like her own father, she couldn't count on for support. Her own mother, she couldn't count on for emotional support. So as a very young child, she formed this this agreement, this subconscious rule that when you allow somebody in and you become vulnerable to them, you me, you get disappointed. And it meant that at the end, she would be upset. She would disappoint. She'd feel the same way she felt when dad walked out the door and mom couldn't handle it, rejected, alone, and out of control. And her blue, her empath color was totally squashed. It was totally being protected. And the protection was causing her not to live life forward, only stagnant. And the work for her was to shed this inauthentic color. And that's hard. So I gave her the message with the reasons why. And she understood. And it opened her eyes. And she was like, okay, I get the connections. And, and that's, that's where you start. And now the work for her is to get vulnerable in a safe way, which is not easy when you were left as a kid and spent your whole life depending only on yourself. Being vulnerable was associated with her, by her ego with being weak, being susceptible to disappointment and failure. And for the empath, a powerful vulnerability is how we survive best. Like for the empath, stepping in to your 
emotional intelligence, stepping into the fact that you are very vulnerable, um, but you speak up to it and you speak to it and you, and you self-advocate for it. That's how we survive. But when you had that child, when this woman had this childhood and she had to shove that away, she never learned how to use that strength, to use that vulnerability to her best, to her best interest. So she's going to have to reteach herself. And that's hard. So that's shedding colors. So what does shedding colors look like? I get to read so many people and I've had enough regular clients that I have been blessed with seeing what this looks like a lot, the process of it, the end result of it. My favorite thing to do is when I open up a photo for a phone or an email reading, because people send me photos and and email and stuff before a reading, um, I get to see that they've shed a color. And like, because I don't remember past readings, it's, it's interesting because I can always tell when someone has lost an inauthentic color. It really looks raw. Like the energy looks raw. This is the best equivalent I can give you. The, the equivalent I would say would be like if you took off a Band-Aid and you saw a really gross like squishy wound under there and it's at that point where you know you have to take it off so the wound gets air and heals better. That's what it looks like. That's what the aura looks like to me. Kind of like that. And and if you know what healing looks like, you're happy about it. So like when you see that wound that you're like, okay, I got to take that off. And it's, you know, I have kids. So it's like, oh, good, everybody. It's healing. So let's take this off your knee and let's give it some air. And, you know, my kids are always like, ew, I don't want to see it. <laughs> put it. Put the Band-Aid back on. And you're like, no, no, no. You ha- it needs air. It, it, it's, it's okay. And that's what it looks like when I see somebody who has just taken off an inauthentic aura color. It looks squishy and raw and just, okay, now we have to expose it. Now we got to get it out there. Now we have to give it some air. Now we got to get some practice. And that's, that's what you do with your energy. And it's the exact same thing. And what, what happens like when you go out, right? Like what, when you have to go out there with your new squishy wound on your knee that, that needs, you know, air, it's weird. It's awkward. Like you're always like, Ooh, Ooh, don't touch it. Like, you know, everything. It's the same thing with your energy. So I will see this aura, this raw, squishy kind of ripped up aura. And I know it feels gross to the person, but to me, I get excited and I'll tell them that because when you lose an inauthentic color, you feel like a freaking mess. You feel like you're free falling into space. Things that you really used to care about, like what your boss thought of you or a friend's opinion or that guy that was calling slash not calling, you know, like, all of a sudden you put periods at the ends of those sentences. You're just like done. You can't deal with loose ends anymore. You kind of walk away from them. You're more self-protective is what happens. Just like with the wound, like you get more self-protective with that raw, new, raw, squishy aura, you know, your energy, you're more protective with it. Uh, You know, that you don't let things in that you would have in the past because you don't have that barrier. So you're more timid, but that's good because then you can be more selective. But your ego, which is that pesky yet admirable human quality in which you have that you all, that like its whole purpose is to keep your life the same because you've been surviving life just fine the same way in your pattern will come in and tell you that you look like a total mess on paper to everyone. So like, let's say, you know, when you shed a color and you're kind of messy and raw and you're timid and you're doing things different and you're just like not caring like you used to and you kind of move on from things or you let things go, your ego will be like, wow, you look disorganized. You look this, you look that, you look bad on paper and your ego will activate because it hijacks things in you. Your ego will hijack your empath awareness to show you that, yep, you sure do because empaths can feel 
what others are feeling the same as their own. So yeah, you'll feel how crazy you look to other people, how different, how how weird, how odd, like what a change in behavior. You'll feel all their judgments, all their emotions, and your ego will try to tell you that this is bad. Now, it's not bad. You know, and, and what if you really just thought like, okay, I'm feeling all these things other people are feeling about me, but that's them, not me. And what if that's not bad anyways? What if you are actually triggering their own needs to do the same thing? Yet be, because they themselves don't feel secure enough to do it, their own egos start judging you instead. That's what we do when we feel we can't do something someone else is doing. We judge. Our egos judge. It's in all of us. It's okay. We've all done it. But if you see it, you can also see what happens to you when it's your ego trying to tell you to stay the same, to not change. When you see someone changing and growing and shifting and it triggers, whoa, stay there, stay in it, pause. Ask your soul, whoa, what are you trying to keep me away from within myself? Show me what you are hiding from me. Show me what I'm... Whatever you're triggered about has a lot to say about what you feel you aren't capable of getting or not worthy of, or you're scared or all that, like something that, like I say, your triggers are your path back to you. So when we feel triggered by something, it's really important to pause in that, even though it's uncomfortable and ask, what is this about? Why do I feel the need to be jealous or attack or judge or do this or that? Because that's going to help you figure out where your own insufficiencies are. You can work on it. But here's the thing. When you go through uh, a spiritual awakening and you shed aura colors, you're going to feel that from other people a lot. It doesn't mean it's true. It just means you're feeling their issues. Very important distinction because it can make you stuck if you don't realize that. So vulnerable truths come out a lot when you're raw and you're new and you're taking off an inauthentic aura color. And you might have been there already in your life. You may have been through moments where you're like, oh my gosh, like all of a sudden... I don't feel the same way I used to about things and, and people react to you and, and you question it. Like, am I going crazy? Like, is this right? Like, is like, what is this? All normal, all symptoms of you shedding an inauthentic aura color. So taking off a color, which is inauthentic to you is something which feels scary, but it's, it's a beautiful way to move forward in authenticity and understanding because I guarantee most of you listening are empaths. You will feel it strongly that it looks weird to others. And you can even feel that you are changing for the better or getting messy, which will be detrimental to others. Okay. You might feel like, okay, if I'm changing my, you know, I'm a disservice to my kids or my husband or my friends or this or that, or maybe I'm a bad person because I'm not going to do this thing I always used to do. Or, you know, maybe I'm a bad person because I want to change my job. Like, I don't want to work anymore. Like, I don't want to do this. I had a reading this week with somebody and, and she went to school forever to be a doctor. She doesn't want to be a doctor anymore. She just doesn't want to do it. <laughs> just don't do it. She went to school forever to be a doctor and now she doesn't want to be a doctor. And you know what? Everyone around her is going to think that's crazy. Why would you do all that work and then not want to do it anymore? Why? Because she changed her mind. Because old choices represented an inauthenticity within her. And now that she shed those inauthentic layers, her life is going to look differently. People are either going to understand that or they're not going to understand it. And you can't control. You can't control how they're going to respond. So that's why a lot of people don't want to do this because like when you shed 
these colors, the same thing happens in a mirror in your life, which is why a lot of people, again, they don't want to do it because when you go through this, when you shed those layers, you will also shed friendships, relationships, jobs. You will go through body transformations. You may get a need to eat differently, eat more kindly for yourself. You may find you don't want to drink anymore. You just don't want to. doesn't do a thing for you. Why? You don't need distractions anymore. It takes a ton of energy to carry around an inauthentic color, and it takes a ton of distraction. So self-destructive tendencies the drinking, the toxic friends, the foods that aren't good for you, the habits which make you feel sad and keep you low vibe, all of a sudden, you just don't want to do it anymore. And you can shed jobs too. All of a sudden, you just dropped the care you had to stay where you were at, like that woman, to be a doctor. It's because you don't like it there and the inauthentic color isn't there controlling you like a puppet on a string. When that's gone, gone all of a sudden, you just... It's like apathy takes over in the right places. It's kind of powerful and it can freak you out. But, you know, that's the thing. A lot of people don't want to drop their inauthenticity because they've built a whole life around that very shaky foundation. So when you start, there's, you know, and I talk about this a lot in my Spiritual Awakening podcast, um, which is episode 33, you do shed a lot of things, including an inauthentic color, if you if you so have one. Um, friends are going to call you out. You know, the is he or isn't he relationship you have on the side will get a very direct question about where this relationship is and where it's going. You know, you're, you're going to ask him, like, what are we? Like, what is this? You know, don't waste my time and I won't waste yours. Let's go. The job you hate will get dropped. The apartment you can't stand, you're going to move out of it. The relationship you have currently with someone... Um, if you're in one, it's going to get straightened out and it's messy and it's raw and there isn't always a game plan. It's just a lot of truth because when you ditch, when you ditch an inauthentic color, when you shed stuff that isn't you, underneath is you. And because from a very young age, you didn't learn the coping skills of you and from the truth of who you actually are, you are learning now. So patience with self is important. I read so many people and they just were never nurtured to see life from their authentic state of being. And when you take off an inauthentic color, that's what happens. You have to learn who you are and learn coping skills uh, like from stage one. Because if, if you're an empath, you were taught to do things for other people. You were taught to fit in to your context. And, and, and when you shed all that stuff, like all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, like, what do I want? Who am I? And how do I go about this? Like all at the same time, all at once. Another thing that happens, um, other than shedding colors, it can happen with this, or it can happen like apart. If you, even if you don't have inauthentic colors, um, you might have a, like an imbalance of your actual colors, like your one color squashed or one's too big or things like that. So rebalancing your authentic colors can happen too. I had a, a reading with a woman recently and she had a child, a childhood sexual trauma. You know, she was abused and it was horrific. And although she was a grown woman now away from her abuser with a husband and, you know, she, she had kids and she was safe, her aura still reflected her trauma. I want to, this is part of like when I do an aura reading, the reason why I focus on it so much is it's always a metaphor for me first. So I'll tell you what it looked like. She was blue and yellow. 
But when I looked at her blue, it was it was very fuzzy, almost like someone sprayed a blue mist into the air around her. It was so light. And it was absorbing into everyone and everything around her. She was attempting to be invisible. Invisibility happens in many ways to a lot of empaths. In her case, it was as if she was literally trying to disappear energetically into thin air to not be there. And she didn't know how she felt or who she was or what she wanted. And she couldn't even feel anything. And that was because as a child, when she was being traumatized over and over again, that was her escape. She disappeared. She used her empath ability to evaporate into the air around her. And I mean, it's very, I get really upset talking about it just because it's so fresh. I just did the reading. Um, Yeah. And she had yellow. She did have yellow and she was just leaning heavily on the yellow and the yellow was being overused. So it was darker and murky looking. Like when you overuse anything, it just looked tired. And she was so used to just going through the motions in life and not feeling anything. She didn't know how to. She didn't know how to feel. When I do a reading, I step into you. And that's why it takes me a while to get through my my readings because they're emotional and they stick with me. And so like feeling feeling her trauma as a child, um, you know, secondhand, of course, but still like you know, so that spirit allows me to step into that so I can really get to the places she might not be able to see herself and walk her through it. Like, it's amazing. That's why the ego, like, it gets a lot of flack. You know, we, we make fun of it and stuff. But all it's trying to do is help you. That's all it's trying. Like, all it was trying to do is help this little girl. That she's still, you know, she's this adult woman, but inside she's just this little girl. And all the ego tried to do was be like, hey, we're not going to be here during this. And it just never turned off. And and how do you turn that back on, you know? Because the ego doesn't know it's still not happening. That was her defense mechanism. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, so as she has been waking up into her soul identity, this, this woman, and connecting her trauma to how it impacts her life today, she started to feel numb, yet she was knowing at least she was numb. So it's kind of like being under anesthesia, but knowing they're working on you. Like if you've ever had a, a tooth pulled, for example, you, you hear what's going on, you feel pressure, but you don't feel pain. It's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird. And that's what you can feel when you wake up from being numb your whole life. Like that's how it starts. You can, you can see it all happening, but you can't connect the emotion and feeling yet. It's a defense mechanism. She was too scared to feel because as a kid, if she was like energetically awake for what was happening to her, she wouldn't have survived. So her ego's defense mechanism is to still be asleep, to be numb, to separate the feelings because the feelings aren't safe. They will make you associate too much with that trauma and, and she wouldn't have survived. So it's, it's, it's going to be work for her to bridge the gap between understanding what's going on in her life and learning how to connect feelings to it. Because yeah, like she did that so she didn't have to feel what was happening to her emotionally, physically spiritually as a child but now when she sees her little daughter running through a sprinkler and she knows she should be feeling joy like she can't that's bad you know like she wants to feel the joy and she can't and that's part of waking up too so this woman wanted to know she just wanted to know how to feel the feelings she knew were there but she wasn't connected to yet and the problem is at first it's when you it does connect (laughs) But at first, 
back to that tooth pulling analogy, imagine all of a sudden there's no Novocaine while your tooth is being pulled out. It's like, what the hell is this? This hurts. This is awful. Who wants to feel this? Who does this? She got this, this woman is so customized to not feeling anything. Even the little things can be too much for her. The feeling of like frustration or anxiety or just like, you know, when you're late to something or like you compare yourself to somebody else or, you know, not getting a deadline or wanting more from her husband or needing more from a friendship or just feeling sad or feeling rushed or all the little tiny feelings other people, most people have learned to deal with from a very young age are now to her raw and painful and loud and they all come at once and it's so stressful. It's overwhelming. So when you wake up to your authentic colors, when you connect to your soul's authentic self, you feel pain sometimes. It's jarring. It's not easy. This is why it's incredibly avoided by most people. They won't do it. But she wanted to. Why did she want to? It's always something. There's always going to be something that makes you want to do it. This is for this woman. Um, It's because she had a little girl and her little girl saw her and her little girl was seeing the truth, her real self. And she wanted to be real for her daughter. She didn't want to be a shell. She didn't want to be a shadow. She didn't want to be a mist evaporating into the space around her, invisible so as to be safe. She wanted to be a real thing for her girl. And, and in that moment, she found the power and the bravery to feel. And we all have to find that reason to be ourselves because it's not easy to shed a color to rebalance who we are. This woman had to call back in her blue energy, solidify it, draw boundaries around it, and relearn what a boundary even was. And that's work. Rebalancing colors can happen, but uh, a lot of people won't do it because it does hurt and, and it does take time. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This is an interesting analogy um, too. I I was watching this. Uh, oh my God, what was that? It was like true story. I totally got that wrong. It's MTV had a show. MTV said the show where it was like uh, they would follow people in their lives. I forget what it's called. And it could still be on. I'm sorry. I'm really bad at this. It was called like true story or something. Anyways, they had this, uh, this uh, teenager. And he was a boy and he was deaf. His whole life he was deaf. And all of a sudden he got like, I don't know, he was like, 17 or something, they gave him like the implant. So now he can hear everything. All of a sudden, he can hear everything. So this guy's been deaf his whole life. His whole life, he's been deaf. And boop, with a, with a turn up, flip of a switch, this thing makes him hear everything. Now he can turn it on and off, okay? He can't handle it. 
Because if you think about it with your hearing, for example, sometimes it's easier to understand empath abilities if I compare it to like another sense that you're more aware of. Hearing, for example, there are so many things that you hear during the day that your brain just blocks out or doesn't notice, like, I don't know, steps or birds or the wind wishing against your ear or the lawnmower, you know, going off at the neighborhood. There's so many, if you just pay attention to all the things that you ignore that you hear, he was hearing them and he couldn't ignore it because his brain never learned to turn off those like secondary noises, never learned. And it gave him so much anxiety and stress that he actually turned it off. He didn't, he, he preferred not hearing. And the only time he would turn it on is like when he wanted to, you know, to converse or something um, or really for his music. Like he liked to listen to music and that was it. Uh, he preferred not because he, it was, and that's what happens when you turn on your emotions after them being off for so long. Um, when you shed an inauthentic color after wearing it for so long, there is so much stuff that you haven't learned to cope with. It's too much at once. So it takes time. And that's why like therapy's good, journaling's good, meditation's good, sitting with yourself is good. Just doing things for you is good to get used to you feeling you again. Because it's not an overnight thing. You you need to kind of build up to it. And um, yeah. So when I look at pictures of someone, I can kind of tell where their heads are, you know, at various times in their life because of how their colors are distributed. A little too much purple can mean wild times, you know, no consequences with the thinking. A little too much blue can mean victimization or a time of complete overwhelm. Too much red can mean a need for control. Too much or anger, having an angry time in their life. Too much yellow can be neurotic or OCD or overstimulation. Too much green can mean despondent from emotional connections. We all get out of balance. And, and part of it's actually normal because life is freaking hard, okay? And we have to lean on some parts of ourselves to get through it sometimes. And we're thankful we can do it. We have these coping mechanisms. But then we have to know how to shed it, when to shed it, when to get back out there raw and ourselves and handle life in the authentic way which we were meant to, which is honestly what this podcast strives for via the vision I have for it. And the messages I hope it brings to you all today. I want to thank you for listening to me today, for feeling that pain that may have come with some of this, for allowing yourself to be opened up to the parts of you that may be hidden. I want to thank you and I want you to thank yourself for letting yourself feel that because it it can hurt and I'm not saying it doesn't, but it is a catalyst and that spark leads to something else. It always does. I promise you. It opens up walls and doors and moments. And when you shed all that stuff that's not yours, that's someone else's, I'll tell you something. You learn real well and good never to put that back on again. And that's the ultimate prize. It's freedom of the soul. Hey, Scotty. Hey. So you didn't really lose in an authentic color. You kind of rebalanced yours because you were like super, super blue. And now you had to like bring the red back into it. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And I, ca- I kind of didn't tell you this. Oh. And, um, you know, I, and I, I'll go into a serious Scotty mode again. Oh, I love when you reveal things publicly that I weren't, didn't know you were going to talk about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when the boxers were revealed on the balcony. All right, all right. But this is my serious Scotty. Okay, sorry. Time, go back so. to serious Scotty. But uh, it do made me need, think. Do you need me to rub your feet? Yes, while some <laughs> lady watches. Yes. And I have a towel on me. Ew. 
<laughs> dubbed error. Okay, okay. okay. Right. The, right. the people I, who visualize choose you went too far. Yes, I do. I do now have um, a very nice young lady from Minnesota <laughs> did send me a place to hang my crystals. So they don't have, you know, like, remember I had, was making a pouch oh, down there. Oh, yes. I put that on my store. Yeah. So now I have my crystals on my boxers. Mm-hmm. And I, I did look to see if those boxers had crystals on them. They did not. Mm, they did not. So they're not a spiritual guy like me. Right. Because yeah. you're a spiritual guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm spiritually awakened. So <laughs> I had my spiritual awakening. And for a red, that's huge. That's big. Like, you know, a purple can have a spiritual awakening. That's not a big that's deal. That's just every day. Yes. But a red. A red having a spiritual awakening. Or even a green. Uh, actually, another guy did write to me, a guy named yeah. David, and he said he was having a spiritual waking, and we kind of bonded on uh, email. Great. Yes. That's good. Maybe those were his boxers. Oh, my God. No. All right. All right. So serious guy. Anyway. All right. So this was my, as, as you know, if you're following along with the podcast, um, this was my first week. I would have went back to, to work on Monday, which was really weird. Yes. You just um, quit teaching. Right. I just quit teaching last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this Monday, past Monday, I would have went back. So it was really weird. I got up that day, and actually... You know, I knew the time, like my, I still have friends that work at the school. Mm-hmm. So I knew like, you know, they were going to have their staff development at nine o'clock and this is, was the schedule for the, I didn't know every hour, but I knew. What, wow. You really asked them. Huh? No, no. I just like, well, like I asked, you know, when like, what you time are you going to be in the meeting so I can, uh, you yeah. know, think about you. Right. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> I'd be really happy. I'm, I'm not trying you. to be serious, Scotty, <laughs> okay, but sorry. now you're taking on the role. I'm sorry. You know, it's what just you know? like, hey, what time's your faculty meeting yeah. that I won't be there? Yeah. So I can just drink coffee and be like, ha yeah. All right. Hilarious <laughs> Maggie over there. You know. Sorry. You know. All right. Go on. Go All on. Right. Go on. Uh, I'm know. done. I'm done. Okay. Fine. I'm done. I guess, I guess this is how it would be like living with me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like when you're on a deep places. point. Maybe one day I do like that hamburger meat in the middle like you do of the show. Oh, you should do the meat in the middle. Yeah, we'll see. And then like you, the little talk and in the you, middle. And, and then I you do goof the, on me the okay. rest of the show. We should do that. An yeah. opposite. An opposite day. An opposite day one. Yeah. Podcast. Then, yeah, would you talk, what would you talk about for a half hour? I know, You'd read rant about it'd be, valet it would be the end. Of, first of all, it would be the end of the podcast. <laughs> We would lose all of our followers. You would see like subscriber rates plummet. It would be like the Dow Jones in 1929. Just plummet. You just repeat yourself about something. It would just be me saying the same thing over and over again. How I hate valet parking. Or why do they charge for water or like anything. Like you just just go off. All right. Okay. All right. anyway. So anyway, so you so asked all your friends was, right. when the first day would be, what sure. their schedule was yes. so I in knew, detail so right. you could really so reflect. I had a loose, loose knowledge of their schedule. Yes. Okay. okay, anyway. So when I got up on Monday, I actually got up thinking that I had to go to the meeting. I swear to you, I am not kidding you. <laughs> I woke up at like 7.30. I'm like, oh, okay. I got like an hour till I have to drive there. Wow. Yes. And then I actually, I got up and I went to my closet oh my to get my work outfit on. You know, my button down shirt, my old khakis. Are you Like, I, who, and should then I, I be concerned? You, you should be. That you went through like at least 10 minutes like this? No, it was, it was like in, my, in the back of my head. I was okay. like, wait a second. How much more time do I have till I have to go? Yeah. I really thought that I was going in. Mm-hmm. Like, I really did. I did. Yeah. I really went to my closet yeah, we hear to pick you. out the closet. We the get it. Good. Hey, it's the first day. I got to wear something good. Yeah, we get it. Uh, but then I realized, obviously, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I went downstairs, whatever, and then I was just, you know, hanging out. And I'm like, wow, this is so weird. Everyone's going to be there, but I don't have to go. Right. So it was really, it was really interesting. And then, like, the next day, I didn't, the next day I woke up again, and I was still kind of, like, a little foggy. I didn't get all the way to the closet this time. But so I it's st- betterhelp.com <laughs> slash KYA. 
because I'm getting a little concerned. Right. For your mind. But then, <laughs> then, but then the real kicker was that when, you know, because we just we talked about going to Key West on the, the first day, and I don't know if I like subconsciously planned this or not. Yeah. But the first day of classes where I've been like yeah. teaching the kids was our first day in Key West. And oh I thought, then I'm like, holy cow. Like you're right now, yeah. I'd be teaching those kids saying, "Hi, I'm Mr. Firester." You know, in my the same speech I've given for the last you know twenty years. Yeah. So, what, like, how did that make you feel? Fantastic. Oh, really? I feel great. Yeah. I feel like you've gone through like because I talk about what I just talked about was like how stressful it can be to rebalance your aura colors because like yeah. for a long time you were like very depressed mm-hmm. and like you felt like very trapped or like it wasn't going to happen or you couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And now like to be in Key West on the first day of classes, did you send a selfie of yourself to your friends? I say suckers. (laughs) It's 9 a.m. and I know I'll tell you you what I did do. Which I I did, I did start following their uh, account on Instagram. Wow. Scott. Yeah. And now here's the funny part. Like when I was there, I didn't want to follow the account. Right. Because I didn't want to know about it. Yeah. But now I'm like, hey, let me check the account. See, I was right. Yes, you were right. <laughs> and you know, now I check it and I see them all there and they're like in the, they're at their desks or they're like they're at staff development and I'm just like it's like Are you Bleh. hate like are you like liking all the No, photos? I'm not liking anything. Oh, no. Like I don't want anyone to know I'm on the account now, although okay. now they'll probably will know that I'm yeah. on the account. Uh they follow they don't follow anyone, so they don't okay. you know, the account doesn't. But yes, I did. Just to see like what I'm missing out on. Yeah. And just- it's like every time I look at it, I get giddy. I'm like, yes. <laughs> This is fantastic. Well, that's what I was getting at. Yeah, I like, know you were. Yeah, you know. like why are you getting your friends' schedules? Yeah, it, you know. Well, I'm, now I got a free. You know, there's free Bert. Now I got a free Tom. Oh, I know. He's you're, my, he's you're my buddy there. I got a yeah, free Tom. your friend. So hashtag free Tom. Yeah. T O M Tom. Listen, teaching's great. Teaching's been a wonderful service to us in our yes. lives. We we loved actually. When I was teaching, I did. It wasn't the teaching I minded. Like, yeah. it, like kids are great. You know, like. Yeah. It's kind of like the nonsense that goes with teaching. Yeah. Like what what part of teaching for you felt inauthentic? Cuz I know like actually talking to the kids wasn't an issue for you. What was it like um about it? I don't know. I mean, for me the, the honestly the worst days were the staff days. Like when yes. they were talking about yes, teaching. You hated and, that. Yeah, I hated that. But hey, you know, now what I I'm doing what I always wanted to do, you know, 20 years ago I was like, "Hey, I want to be a guy yeah. sitting in my living room." Talking to someone else on a microphone. Right. And that's what I'm doing. And right that's now. what you're doing. Yeah. Like at my dining room table. Talking into a microphone. <laughs> well, we do have a studio audience, but. Yes, yeah, the cat. Yeah. Jenny, get me that whiskey. <laughs> Invisible friends. Yeah. Invisible people that I talk to. Well. Maybe we ended on that note. On that note. I'm going to get help. <laughs> yes. I am. Because if I wake up tomorrow and I go to the closet again. Look, I'm a little yeah. concerned. Yeah. At least I didn't get into the car and start driving there. I thought about it though. I really did. I would have caught you out the door. Like, I was where like, are you going? I'm like, do I have to? It was really weird. I'm going to, uh, in all seriousness. Yeah, I'm a little serious nervous. Scotty, it was a really weird feeling. I really thought that I had to go. Do you feel like it was just the remnants of that prison mind you were talking yes, about? Like you I had last so. week when you were talking yes, about that? Yes, I think that? so. Yeah, I re- no, I really thought like I had to go. Yeah. And then it took me like, like throughout those first few days, it took me a few moments and said, wait, no, you're, you're not on the schedule. They're not expecting you there. Yeah. They didn't ask you what you want for lunch. Whoa. You didn't, you know, check in with the email. It was like, nice they used to ask you that. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got, they got, they, they used to feed they us pretty good. They fed you well. Yeah. At the beginning, the beginning years, they did not. They used to give us this real crappy pizza and it was disgusting. 
And then over the years, they, you know, they, they changed that. That was very and they nice. Gave us, like, well, you worked really for a private stuff. school. Let's just yeah. preface that. At public school, they don't feed you. No, public school, they do not. <laughs> they, they throw like milk cartons at your head. They do. Say They're catch. Like, catch. Catch that milk carton <laughs> if you can. And it's expired. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, I know this episode is running probably way too this long now. This is way now. too long. Feel free to leave. When I tell you, like, <laughs> when I used to eat the school lunches, when I was in public school oh, in, Tuesday, in Holland man. in uh, western New York. Yeah. And I used to sometimes get the school lunch. You you know, a couple times probably did, right? Oh, Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. The, and it, government meat. Ew. I mean, <laughs> that was disgusting. Two, it was like two bucks. What did you – what would you get? I would get, like, the pizza. That, stop. Yeah. No, that's the worst thing. Yeah. That's I like would hard. get the tacos. Taco Tuesday was like worth it. Yeah. Even though it was government grade meat, it was a little squishy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. We're like 40 minutes over <laughs> how much we should have done. I'm going to get I'm gonna get that checked out. Get, tomorrow, if I wake up and I'm like driving to Boca, yeah. you, you call. You, you get me Baker acted. Uh, get me Baker acted. We'll take care of you, honey. Yeah, Baker acted. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. You all take care. We appreciate you. 